Hello and welcome to this unscheduled, I don't want to say it's an emergency, everybody says emergency, unscheduled edition of the Hoop Collective Podcast. Kyrie Irving demanded a trade. How many times have we had unscheduled podcasts for Nets stuff? It's been more than one. Me How many Kyrie days? trade request podcasts? No kidding. More times than playoff series one, that is for sure. Mm. That's Tim Bontemps from New York City. And joining us from Dallas, Texas, Ben McMahon. Please, howdy partners, please put your microphone in an appropriate distance from your mouth, Bontemps. <laughs> ah, this has been a stressful enough day for me. Okay, so Kyrie Irving asked for a trade. Um, it doesn't come out of the blue, blue, because he did. We mentioned it last week. We talked about it for a few minutes, right, on our pod that came out last Friday. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Um, that being that being the idea that he would like a contract extension, to be clear. Right. Well, his his agent, his stepmother came out and said he wanted one. And so that was sort of the first salvo. The Nets aren't willing to agree. And I honestly think that this caught the Nets to a certain extent by surprise. They certainly knew that this was a, a bubbling issue. Um, but I think the trade demand might have caught them by surprise based on what I've heard. Um, so. Uh, I know that it's very simple to, to try to leap to conclusions, but um, I just want to start out with a real basic question. What does Kyrie Irving want? I think he wants the same thing he wanted this summer, which was to be given a long-term contract by the Nets or someone else. And the Nets I didn't agree. give him one this summer. He tried to find a team that would trade for him and give him one. They wouldn't either. So he opted in. And now six months, seven months later, we're doing the exact same dance again. Do you, is that, are you on the same page, McMahon? Because I think Kyrie wants to be paid. That's what he wants. Yes, absolutely. I mean, clearly, he didn't get his okay. extension. Now he wants out. And so if you trade for him, don't think you can get cute with, oh, hey, let's just give this a little trial period. You're either all in or leave it alone. Okay, so how does Kyrie Irving get paid? I think he gets paid by staying on the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think he gets paid. I mean, when I mean paid, I mean like now, like he doesn't get paid. He doesn't get paid by, by not playing number one. Cause right. Cause that's the other shoe here. Right. If he doesn't get traded, yeah. like when's that report coming Wednesday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Tuesday night, about seven forty-five. If Kyrie's not traded, he won't play. Like that's a hollow gesture because um, the only way he gets paid is if he plays. Um, so that's Nets one have thing three I want. games. Nets have three games between now and then. They play Saturday at home against the Clippers. They play Monday, or they play Saturday against the Wizards. They play Monday against the Clippers. They play Tuesday against the Suns, all at home. Okay. So uh, should be great. Should be another another great time in Brooklyn. Um, so uh, let's just keep that in mind as we go through this discussion. Kyrie wants to be paid. Okay, would he love to be paid? With the Lakers, maybe he would. Would he love to be paid mm-hmm. with another team, you know, that I don't want to speculate on? Maybe he would. But number one, he wants to be paid. Okay. Um, please, can either of you make a case to me why the Nets should take any deal for Kyrie Irving? Why the Nets shouldn't just do the exact same thing that they did last summer and just call his bluff and play hardball? Yeah, I can. Because the the truth being, they don't really want to make a commitment a commitment to Kyrie. If they were willing to make a full-blown commitment to Kyrie, we would not have reached this point. I think they wisely tried to kind of play it down the middle. Hey, 
the money is fine, but earn it as you go, right? Got to be some stipulations in there. And if they can't have them under those circumstances, they might say, you know what? We don't want them at all. And then listen, if somebody is willing to give you value for him, then you can say, look, if we can get some type of value for Kyrie Irving instead of potentially losing him for nothing or having massive headaches if if he is around, then let's cash this chip in now. You still have Kevin Durant, you know, who's when healthy, maybe the best player in the league, certainly on a very, very short list. You know, give it your best shot. But yeah, so that's the case. To me, there's the one case. trade if I'm the Nets I would make. That is Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons for Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, and the two picks. And I get off of the worst contract in the NBA, and I extricate myself from this Kyrie mess. I get two first-round picks from the Lakers down the road, viable picks. And I go to Kevin Durant, and I say, hey, Kevin, look, this guy has been in and out and in and out. There's been all this drama that's surrounded our team for years. He doesn't want to be here. We can't pay him for a variety, a litany of reasons. So we did this. We've gotten rid of Ben Simmons, who has this huge contract the next two years that clogs up our books. We have now massive amount of cap space this summer. We can get whoever you want to play around you this summer. And if Kevin Durant does not want to be part of that and he ends up wanting to be traded, the Nets can completely remake their team this summer with between a Kevin Durant trade and all the money in the world, and they can start over. I'm not trading Kyrie Irving for spare parts. I'm not trading him for bad money that I get to take back from teams just to get rid of them. Right. I'm either going to say I'm going to be able to start over with a fresh cap, a cap sheet going forward and some assets to do stuff with, or I do what the Nets did to your point, Brian, seven months ago and say, we'll call your bluff. We'll have you keep playing here. You've played well. Season's gone well. Kevin's going to be back soon. And let's see how the rest of the year goes and they go from there. I didn't think they that the that, Houston Rockets they do that trade in, in the summer though? No. Because I first first of all, the the salary situation is different in the summer because all these Laker contracts are expiring. And the reason why, if I'm the Nets, I'm willing to do that trade is you have the Lakers in a position where the only chance the Lakers have to even have a chance to be a high-level competitive team and not just one that maybe makes the playoffs is if they walk into getting a guy like Kyrie Irving on their team. So the Lakers can sit there and say, well, we don't need to do this trade. We're going to hold, we're, you know, we're not going to take on Ben Simmons. We're only going to give up a lightly, a heavily protected pick. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But you're presenting the Lakers with a get out of jail free card and the one chance they have to be a really good team. And if I'm the Nets, I'm milking that for all it's worth. If I decide to do something with Kyrie, because look, if they, if you just say right now, Hey, Ben Simmons, we're trying to trade Ben Simmons. What's the cost? I think it's at minimum two first round picks. You're talking to me about $90 million in dead salary. So if you get rid of that, that's a heck of a lot of value to your team to get off of that money and move forward without it. So that's the one scenario where if I'm the Nets, I don't call Kyrie's bluff and I move off him. Other than that, I'm just saying, we're just going to keep rolling and see how this goes. Well, that that's an interesting take. I think the Rockets would be in great favor of that as the team that owns the Nets draft capital moving forward um so the, I mean, the, the risk but you I, take the, the risk you take there is katie's gonna be like dude like no get me out of here too uh, i don't got a deal in this summer sorry i I'm, don't think that deal makes them i don't think that deal 
it is guarantees that they're going to be a 20 win team going forward. They would basically have the ability to just build a whole new team together this summer. And I think they could be decent going forward if they wanted to go that path. They don't have to be what they were okay. at the beginning of the rebuild. You know, let's play this out. Put put yourself in Kevin Durant's shoes. Who's the free agent this summer? You ain't like what you can bring Harden back. Like who's the free agent this summer? I mean, that they you're could go. In? They could go sign Fred Van Vliet this summer, who's a really good point guard, a heck of a lot more reliable than the guy they have playing now. They could go add more wing players like Royce O'Neal to play around Kevin. They've got Nick Claxton, who's been one of the most improved players in the league this year. Been a really good piece. He's on a cheap contract for next year. Like they have the ability to put a bunch of pieces around him. And if they do trade Kevin for a bunch of stuff, they would still have the ability with a ton of cap space in this scenario to go out and add multiple really good players. I mean, they'd have, we're talking about having 50, you know, maybe $50 million in room. Like they could go get real players. They don't have to be terrible. I mean, I agree with you. Certainly the Rockets would be happy if this thing implodes, right? There's a better chance mm-hmm. that they're bad, but I don't think it guarantees that they're bad. I don't think they have to be bad. What I that's the is, only that's the one scenario I would even look at it if I'm the Nets. What I mean is, couldn't the Lakers just do Kyrie in the summer and not have to take on Ben Simmons and not have to trade the picks? Well, hey, a, if maybe. they don't pay Rui, yes, and certainly that would be an option. I mean, they could do that, but you're also then sacrificing a chance to maybe do stuff this year that they have no other chance to do. They really gonna they real the Lakers really gonna sit there and not make a trade like that. They really going to let this go by? Really? With LeBron tweeting emojis and yeah. you know the eyes and the crown. and I mean, there's pressure. LeBron has spent the last six months saying it's not my job. And obviously we know he has influence, but he's sitting there saying it's not my job. It's not my job. Yeah. It's not my I mean, job. That's, that's why to me, if I'm the Nets, like right now you look at this scenario and you say the Nets have no leverage, right? If I'm Sean Marks, I think I have real leverage because no, no, I, I don't have, think Kyrie has any leverage. Well, no, but that's my point. That's my point. People that like, you know, I was on, I was on TV earlier and it was like, oh, he's just going to end up on the Lakers. It's like, it's just going to be done. There's nowhere else. There's nothing else to happen. And it's like, well, that's not really the situation here. Like if I'm the Nets, I'm saying, if I'm going to trade him, it's got to be for something that really helps me out. And And I think that's one way it helps him out. I, I do think that the Mavericks could put a deal on the table that could really help the Nets out. Now, their ability to do this and whether I think they should do this are two drastically different things, but I will so, tell you, I will tell you what I know. Okay. I know Kevin Durant has a lot of respect for Dorian Finney Smith. Who's the kind of player that every star wants to play with that three and D unselfish, yep. you know, guard multiple positions wing. I know Kevin Durant. He told me this himself really has been impressed with the development of Josh Green. Um, and then, look, we can talk about how to fill that trade out. You know, do you the Mavericks would want to put in Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, it's no secret they've been trying to get off of that contract. Hey, he can at least hit shots. Um, Dinwiddie's been in New York, you know, whatever. Like, my point is, I, if the Mavericks are willing to put in a Finney Smith and a Josh Green and you're just leaning into, hey, let's surround KD with as many guys who can who can shoot and and switch and guard and you know be great teammates. Like they could they could make that kind of a deal. And look, the Mavericks clearly have interest. 
right? Now you'll hear, well, hey, there's, it would have to be getting off of bad contracts. Listen, if you've gotten to the point where you're open to it, we'll see where negotiations take you. The thing is, if you if you're trading Dorian Finney-Smith, if you're trading um, Josh Green, even if somehow you're able to pull this off without coughing up uh, a, a pick or two, and then like you could try to get cute and, and and play the hey, we'll see how it goes with Kyrie. Good luck with that. If you make this deal, you better be ready to do the extension and to go all in. And then good luck with that. But if you're trading a Finney Smith, if Finney Smith's involved in this deal or Josh Green, like you probably aren't getting another swing, another big swing during the timeline when you need to get it right with Lucas. So hey, Kyrie is a massive talent. No question. This is the kind of talent upgrade that that the Mavericks need. But I cannot think of a riskier situation given what. Listen, man, I am not trading for Kyrie Irving. I am not trading for Kyrie Irving unless the price is cheap. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seat Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP, H-O-O-P. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I am not trading Dorian Finney-Smith. Well, and why are we? Josh Green. Well, and why are we talking about the Lakers? And why are we talking about the Mavericks? Right? What's the what's the the through line there? That those two teams have in common. They are stars desperate. who desperately want to win now, and you know whether it's desperate teams with limited assets. That's yeah. what it is. And and to mm-hmm. your point, McMahon, if I'm Dallas, like look, it, it's a fair point you make. And if I'm the Nets, and I could get. Dorian Finney-Smith and Josh Green and a pick or something like I would be intrigued by that for sure. Those guys are good players. It would fit there. But man, if I'm the Dallas Mavericks and I have one chance to your point to really upgrade around Luka Doncic going forward and the one swing I make is Kyrie Irving. I I mean, that's the, the highest of mm. high wire acts because mm. you've got Luka Doncic's free agency coming. And if that's the well, one, it's, you it's can not make, it, it, it's not his free agency. It's his pre-agency. Well, but right? I understand it's two that, years out I, on a contract that you're worried that, about. Well, that's my point, though, right? It's like the the ability for him to leave is approaching. Yeah. So therefore, it's like that's what you said. Like that, this is the they got one real swing in a trade to make. That's the swing you make. Just look at what's happened in Brooklyn the past four years. That's a you couldn't, like you said, you couldn't or make a risk like bet than that. Or Boston the two years before that, or Cleveland the year before right. that. Right. I know. I mean, I'm not the most intelligent human being alive, but I think we see a trend developing here. Listen, you don't say. He has a relationship with Jason Kidd. No question about that. I know Jay Kidd is a Kyrie fan. 
also his favorite player growing up. Right. Obviously, from a basketball standpoint, like Kyrie's an unbelievable talent. He has a relationship with Nico Harrison. You know, Kyrie, obviously, his relationship with Nike fell apart. Nico was was gone by that point. Those guys have a relationship. Having said all that, I'm not sitting here and telling you that even either of those two guys are, are pounding the table saying, we've got to do this. We've got to do this. Everybody involved got some hesitations. Like, it's not like anybody, you know, I mean, those guys, they have the internet, cell phones, like, leak, but like, they, they know what, what all's happened at these last few stops. It's not like we're whispering some kind of secrets. Right. Um, but man, some, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It, it would be a desperation move. No question about it for either Dallas or LA. Why is LA desperate? LeBron said he's going to play a couple more years. They got cap space coming. They got Hachimura. They got a chance to get into the playoffs this year. Why are they desperate for this? I would only do it if I was the Lakers, if I got it like as a discount. If it costs me Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves, obviously you have to put Westbrook or Beverly in there to grease the, mm-hmm. the cap. And if you, and I just come back to you, if it's just, if you're going to get a cheap price from somebody, if you're Brooklyn, why wouldn't you just call the bluff like they did last summer? Well, that's why I said the, the only scenario that makes sense to me is if the Nets get real value. And to me, there's only one team that is desperate enough to do it. And the Lakers are desperate enough to do it because they've been a disaster for a decade. That's why they made the playoffs title three years ago. Yes. They've made the playoffs twice in a decade. That's why, that's why they do it. So where would you, what would you do if you were the Mavericks then? Like, hey, you know what? I can't. I would, I can't I, I'll give you one. I'll give you one that I would do. I would do this. I would do Hardaway and Wood. But we can, you know, I'll throw, I'll throw in Jaden Hardy to give you, a, give you an upside guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I do, guess I would. I, that's a risk I'd be willing to take. I would not give up one of the guys who either need is going to be a really good role player with Luca or is going to be a major part of whatever. And we talked on the pod this week, the, the Mavericks realistically, if you're going to make what I think would be a high percentage swing at a star, probably not until this summer, maybe even next deadline, that swing will require at either Finney Smith or Josh green, probably both and picks. Um, I, I would not be willing to, make this my only swing if if you could somehow do it where you're keeping those assets where you're uh you know still have green and finney smith under because let's be honest if you trade everybody who can guard on this damn team anyways for Kyrie and luca you're gonna lose playoff games because you're not guarding anybody yeah so you know it's 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 hold your butts with less than a week left before the uh, the trade deadline, and I'm worried I'm going to end up looking like Nick Fardell. Um, <laughs> I mean, do you I just, have you guys seen him lately? The guy looks like he's you know 114 years old. My goodness! I just think to your point, obviously, if you could get Kyrie for nothing, it's worth a swing if you're the Mavericks, right? Because if it doesn't work, he could walk in six months, and who cares? But I find the Nets. I'm also not trading him for nothing, and I would rather call his bluff in that yeah. scenario. So that's where, to me, it's like this is really a discussion about: Are one of these teams willing to give real value up in a trade to get Kyrie Irving on their team? 
I think to your point, if I'm Dallas, this is the only chance I have. I can't give up Dorian Finney-Smith and Josh Green in a first. I can't do that. And that's why if I'm the Lakers, who don't have another path to being competitive this year, may or may not make the playoffs without making a trade. They're going to, you know, trying to fight to make it into the playing-in tournament. This gives them a path to being a high-level team in the Western Conference, which is completely wide open, as wide open a conference as we've seen in a long time, where there's certainly no favorite. And they, you know, they they talked about Kyrie six months ago. He's sitting there now. They could get him with the limited assets they have to get a true star-level talent on their team. That's why they're desperate enough to do it. Should they do it? No, I don't think anybody should be trading valuable assets for Kyrie Irving because you're like you said, man, we're talking about a decade of drama and chaos that's followed this guy everywhere. And it will be the same thing again, wherever he goes. Yeah. Whether you don't give up assets or not, if you have Kyrie on your roster, you, it is a, it's as big a risk reward gamble as there is in the league right now. The talent is breathtaking. The guy can light it up. He has, I mean, the Cajones factor was born out of respect for Kyrie's game, coming off of a game seven winner, coming off of uh, you know, a Christmas day. Hey, remember we beat you in the finals? Here's another one for you, game winner. Like the dude is a one of the best creators, shot makers of this generation. And you don't know what you're going. Actually, I should say, you know what you're going to get. There's going to be drama, there's going to be chaos. You don't know when, you don't know why, you don't know how. You know it's coming, and he doesn't play that often. Like one of the Mavericks' big frustrations with Porzingis is he didn't, he wasn't available very often. Kyrie's available even less. Well, I don't see the Nets taking Russell Westbrook. Mm. So unless it's unless unless they're taking him to auto buy him out, and why would they do that when they can just wait Kyrie out and try to reassemble the team that went eighteen and three in December? Mm-hmm. And, and and that's the thing. The Nets have to be in, hey, we can't get out of win-now mode. You have one of the best players of all time who is still you know, obviously hurt right now, but, dude, when he's on the floor, he is still at that level. Like, he is, you know, if you have the best player in a playoff series, you've got a chance. And depending on how things go, he might be the best player in every single series. Like, obviously, Embiid's going to have, you know, a say in that, perhaps. Giannis, but dude, I mean, this – and if you don't win with him, you're going to have to – you know, he's going to go right back to get me the hell out of here. It's tough. It's tough. But you know what? This is – the Nets signed up for all this stuff. They signed up for this when they sold the the franchise to KD and Kyrie. Let's just let's just for the sake of argument to get a full round out of this actual situation. Let's just say for the sake of argument, a team, whether it was Dallas, whether it was the, the Lakers, whether it was Miami, had a package that they could send uh, Brooklyn that they would take, which I'm not sure that there is. Once you trade for Kyrie, Bobby Marks broke this down earlier. Number one, if... <laughs> Kyrie Irving gets $2.1 million in a trade kicker that the Nets have to pay. I don't see him paying that. And if he alters that trade kicker, he can't extend, at least immediately. So 
you'd have to not only, if you were trading for Kyrie, you'd have to trade for him and send $2 million to the Nets in all probability to, to cover the trade kicker. All right, let's say that happens. If he comes to you, he can only sign a two-year extension. This is the rule. Bobby Marks explained it to me. Okay. Two-year extension in the neighborhood of $80 million. That's almost like, whew. I don't think he's doing that. So when you, this is what I said last year about James Harden. You don't just trade for James Harden. You train for James Harden and having to pay him. So let's say there is a deal between Brooklyn and Team X and Team X takes him in and still has a contender. Woj just reported he wants four years and 200 million. In what world can anybody give him? Can I ask you a question? Who, who, would, would you rather have Jalen Brunson for four years, like, I don't know, 55 million or Kyrie for four years, 200? I'm, I'm just a pure hypothetical. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Keep it moving. I'm let's not so me. sure I would give Kyrie more than a one-year guarantee, full guarantee. I'm not but sure. Then they're in, they're in, I, I wouldn't, but therein lies the problem. Then don't touch him because if you don't, here, like, here you go. There will be another emergency pod. Kyrie wants out. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hitch, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So who's ever up there, whether it's the roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit DirecTV.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click Ranger.com or just stop by. Well, yeah, McMahon, you talk about Kyrie's talent, and obviously he's a very talented scorer, but he's a guy who's never driven winning at any point across his career. You look at the various stops he's been at. Boston got to the conference finals without him. The next year, their team completely fell apart when they were supposed to be the best team in the league. We certainly know what's happened this whole time. He's been in Brooklyn. It's been one chaos, one set of chaos and drama after another. There was all sorts of stuff that went on when he was in Cleveland. So mm-hmm. the idea that he's going to come in and like lift your team up to some new level, I just, I've just never understood it. And for, you know, like I said before, there's a reason we're talking about Dallas and the Lakers, because these mm-hmm. are teams that don't have a lot of ways to get a star and they might have a chance to get one. And so they have to have some interest, but it's a devil's bargain if you make a deal like this, and I just don't see how it ends up working out well for either one of them. Yeah, I mean, the, the argument is, well, hey, it, would he be the one driving the winning in L.A.? I mean, they have LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis. Uh, he's proven he can ride shotgun and, you know, kind of – or co-pilot, whatever you want to call it, uh, a championship team. You go, hey, Luke is the one driving the winning in <laughs> I Dallas. Will say this. Two of the most ideal teammates LeBron's ever had are AD and Kyrie. <clears throat> I mean, we, we can go into the mechanics of 
of how they get it there and we can go to the mechanics of how they keep it together, but in a vacuum. Well, and that's good. why, and that's why the Lakers, when you asked the question earlier, why, why, why are the Lakers doing this? Why are the Lakers desperate? Because they don't have another way to do it. That's why. Well, yeah. it's again, I think they would do it. I just don't think they're giving up the two. Well, then they're not, but then they're not getting them. That, that's right. it. So if they don't want to do that, that's fine. And this happened last summer and we reached the same conclusion. And then okay. the I, argument, the argument for the Mavericks is, hey, being patient and, and you know, making what we might feel is like the more sensible play of waiting until the summer to try to stri- strike is a massive risk unto itself. And it's not like there's, you know, star X who, you know, hey, if we wait till the summer, this guy's coming, you know, he's going to be on the trade block and we can get him because the other thing is like, dude. The, if if superstar X gets on the market, there's going to be teams that are better positioned to strike, including the New York Knicks, for one. I mean, with all that draft capital that they didn't spend on Donovan I, Mitchell. I can't believe there would be a worse gamble than Kyrie for the matter. I, but I'm not disagreeing uh, with you, brother. Let me, there, be, before yeah, we go, be. I, before we go, I want to ask the 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 secondary question here, which is where most of the league is. Frankly, I mean, there's obviously three or four teams, you know, that are going to have meetings about Kyrie. That's Durant. Um, yeah, we probably should have spent I, most of the time talking about him instead. I, I, I have no him. idea where Kevin is right now. I wish I could say, yeah. oh, yes, I have called my sources and they have given me an update exactly where Kevin is. Um, he's been here. I mean, I'm in New York. He's been in Brooklyn working out ever since he got hurt. I don't think he's gone anywhere, but he hasn't even gone on roaches with the team. So I assume he's around. No, no, I don't mean, I don't, I don't mean physically where he is. I oh, mean, I thought you, well, I thought, well, yeah, well, I thought you uh, meant physically. Cause he's been, um, cause he has, well, he has been out. So I didn't know if he, <laughs> he was around. Bond temps, the human GPS. Thanks for that. Well, <laughs> um, in the summer, I don't know if it's true or not, KD made it clear that he was distancing himself from Kyrie's decisions and that he distanced himself from Kyrie's decision on the extension. He distanced himself from Kyrie on the trade request. Um, I would, I wish I had reporting on this. I just don't have it right now. A few hours after this happened, I would be surprised if I would be surprised if Kyrie I'm sorry if KD endorsed this move uh I'm sure KD wants Kyrie to get paid I'm sure it's like I'm sure he's not against him getting paid but I can't see how KD would be like yeah yeah ask for a trade um yeah because they were playing really really well together that's the thing it's like this team they've, they've kept their heads above water even since KD went out but when they were on the floor together the, the nets were playing as well as anybody in they the haven't league. kept their heads above water I think they're four and seven maybe they're five okay and seven. okay they're still where are they in the West or the Eastern Conference freaking uh, I think they're four they're fourth okay that's their heads above water okay point is when they're when they've been healthy and on the floor together which doesn't they've happen been, very often they've, they've been a good team a good team. Didn't they have like a 12 game winning streak? They, they were, they were, I think they won 18 out of 21 games, I believe. And they won most Pretty of them good. against a very soft schedule. And they won a lot of them by small margins. They played, they played well, they played well, but they, I still didn't see them as a 
team on the level of the three teams above them in the East. That's okay. all. That's fair. But to your point, so, Brian, the much more important and bigger question is what is the reaction from Kevin to this? And that's the one where there's going to be a, a lot more teams engaged and intrigued by that than the Kyrie part. Yeah, because the reason that their that they're, they're Durant talks um, died out last summer was because the Nets position was outrageous. It wasn't the team stopped being interested in Kevin Durant. That's why it didn't go anywhere. Um, but I don't see how the Nets position would have changed. Right. It's like, okay. hey, what the, it's hard to force a trade four years out on your deal, even three years out. Again, we've talked about you get to that two years out. We've seen that happen. We've seen that happen um, with with Harden and Houston. You know, we've seen it happen. Uh, I think AD ended up. It, it, it was ugly for that whole year, but like, it's hard three years out, man. The only thing I could think that could happen here is if KD went to the Nets and said, "Let's go ahead and trade him, and let's talk about what. You, tell me what we what we could get for him." And if he sort of endorsed the trade and said, okay, but I just don't see him doing that. He has supported Kyrie at every turn and supported Kyrie, not just in words, but when he re-signed, was a king of the support of Kyrie. The only waiver he made was when he asked for the trade demand and he backed off of it eventually. Mm -hmm. If he's an activist in this, I will be surprised. But if they trade Kyrie, they do so knowing that Durant will be coming down the hall shortly thereafter. Maybe not by Thursday, but certainly by the summer. Because I don't see the trade that's going to keep them in the same in the same vein. I don't see it. And they can't rebuild with Durant on the roster, and they can't really, really, really have a rebuild when they don't control their draft. So, well, like I said, that's why to me, that's why to me, the trade to make is you get a chance to get away from the worst contract in the NBA, clean your books out and say, what do you want to get? If I'm the Lakers, I say I would rather just sign Kyrie in the summer than taking on Durant or taking on Simmons. What about, what about the Chris Paul hypothetical? It's very hard for me to, to talk about the Suns right now because they have a brand new owner coming in and I have no idea what he's going to do. True. But I do not see the Phoenix Suns getting in the Kyrie Irving business. The Phoenix Suns that I know, I do not see mm-hmm. that. And uh, also... You know the Miami Heat. Do you see them? I don't see the Heat doing a Kyrie trade. Well, here's the thing. If they could do Kyrie for Kyle Lowry, and if it's nothing else, it gets Lowry off but again, books. But again, so, we're talking about trades that, that the Nets aren't making that trade. I, I agree. Yeah. The, the Nets are making – look at what happened in the summer. You mentioned the Durant situation, right? That's instructive. The Nets drew a line in the sand and said, if we're trading this guy, we're getting a lot. And I think they'll do the same thing with Kyrie. Like I said, that the, the, the first trade that Tim laid out where they're getting Dallas's good stuff or they're getting off of Simmons and getting picks back, those are trades that – actively benefit the Nets going right. forward. Those are good trades to make. I'm not saying they should make them, but they're positive value trades. They're not trading for other teams mm-hmm. garbage just to get rid of them. I cannot see right. a scenario where they take on money in the future to just be rid of Kyrie Irving. I don't think that's but, going to happen. I mean, the only way is if they're taking on picks plus other assets along with it. And 
nothing but about that. But this again, is, that's a positive. But that's a positive value right. trade. That's not just hey, take Kyle Lowry, who's still a decent player, who's owed thirty million dollars next year, and we'll give you back Kyrie. I, I were no picks involved in the Heat. I cannot see them trading any picks for Kyrie Irving. I, I just don't think they're going to be doing no. that. I don't think they're going to be, be in the Kyrie Irving business. It would be uh, Lowry and another piece, and maybe that other piece is a quality prospect like you know i just don't think any Caleb of that stuff Martin. No, right that's not i don't that's not happening i just you know there's two there's two desperate enough teams to really to me i know so we, we talked the whole time about it we, i know, you know we that's, the it. About it. that's it that's it teams and, and, that have options think... teams that have options are not going to be interested in playing the Kyrie. i don't game. think they're desperate enough i was going to say we will see over the next six days just how desperate they are I yeah. think the only guy, I think the only person desperate here is Kyrie. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think the Lakers and Mavs are both pretty desperate, but I think it depends on, are they desperate enough? I, I think that's the, the question. I, I think the Lakers can sign him this summer. That's what maybe, maybe they can, or maybe he just resigns with the Nets. Who, why, why is anybody trying to think that like there's some predictive path of what Kyrie Irving is going to do? It There's anything we know in this. Scenario, no, there, that there that's is a the predictive path. Chaos. That's yeah, that, the, you know, <laughs> that, that, right. we can predict that. Even when you so make that prediction. That's you right. know what's so that's funny right. about this is that he was such on his best behavior since coming back from the suspension. I mean, and not what, only that, like he was playing. Too. I know. Well, and and look, like, he was on his best behavior before all of that happened, too. He is, he's played. Well, it was just not about his every... best behavior. No, because I it said, happened. No, I'm saying to start the season. He showed up for camp. He's he was at everything for camp. He was playing in games. There's been he hasn't been hurt. He has been he's been on the court, right? Like there's been one clear goal at the end of that is to get paid. That's what it's all been about the whole time is to get a new contract going back to June. That's been the goal. So, you know, it's that's that's been his driving force the whole time. He the, the Nets were willing to give him the contract he wanted in the fall. Of 2021, they mm. were, they had it on the. It was it was it was in the print tray. That's right. Don't ever forget it. It was in the print tray. Uh, it's still all amazing. Right. All three of those guys were on the team, and only one of them extended. It is just they had all the extensions there. They're all supposed to sign, and only he did it. It's just an incredible. <sighs> it's just incredible that that happened that way. <laughs> just a year ago, the Nets under duress. And by the way, a year a year into the Harden trade, it's not looking good for the Nets. Simmons is just an it's absolute a, it's shell of, of himself. It's He's one the of worst. the toughest contracts, in the worst contract you say? Yeah, I, I mean, what are the only other ones? What's in? What else is in contention? Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, those guys are still really good players. It's tough. Ben Simmons is barely playing and not good when he plays. I, I mean, so they've got they've got one extra pick coming. So they got like when you work it out, they got Ben Simmons, Royce O'Neal, and like a pick coming for James like Harden, the the most disrespected non All Star. Seth Curry on his Insta- on his Instagram feed, and oh, they got right. Seth, and they got Seth, Seth Curry. Curry. Yeah, Seth, Seth Curry, who player. had off season surgery and just hasn't he's been okay, but he hasn't been as good this year. Yeah. Is it better than Ben Simmons, though? And and then like, is, if you really want to work is. it out, it's it's still owing uh, all the draft capital to um to the Rockets. Plus, Jared Allen's a really, really, really good player who yeah. went out in that deal. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. Oof. Thank you for listening to the Soup Collective unscheduled podcast. Um, we'll be talking more next week, trade deadline week. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Adios, amigos. Thank you.